All right, it is another phenomenal Monday morning. It is the morning machine, the machine that makes your mornings move. Top of the hour, and it is the final Monday of our Mental Health Monday Summer Series. Of course, when we return on September 12th, Dr. Earl Bowen Jr. will be returning back to the helm on Mental Health Monday, as always. And for the mindset portion, Coach Jarvis will also be returning on September 12th. So get yourselves ready because we're going to talk about a whole summer of mental health and mindset. But right now, in the final week of the summer series presented by Paradigm Shift Marathon of the Mindset, the phenomenal book by Coach Jarvis Jordan, the bestseller, might I say, the bestseller. That's out there on Amazon. Scan the QR code when you see the flyer around on social media. If you if you don't want to do that, you can always go to Amazon and look up Paradigm Shift Marathon of the Mindset and go ahead and buy that thing. Okay, so with that, uh, this morning, a phenomenal guest inside the Mental Health Monday Summer Series. And uh, we're going to be talking about some basketball this morning we talking basketball <laughs> yes that's exactly what we're going to do sports and mental health is going to be the conversation this morning and i want to talk to you real quick and just kind of get into the essence of our guest today the lovely miss jada coggins and she is definitely representing the Atlanta area and surrounding Fayetteville, to be exact, played basketball for the majority of her life. And you, if you know, if you know about Brady Jim in College Park, she was there. You know what I'm saying? If you know Whitewater High School, she was there. You know what I mean? She went through a lot in her sports career, you know, leading the team to uh, appearances and playoffs and a lot of things. And we'll get into that in just a few moments. And, you know, also the first lady Wildcat to sign a Division One scholarship to Jacksonville State University. But, of course, the trials and tribulations of sports when it comes to injuries, when it comes to the mindset on how to get through those injuries, the mental health behind the journey. It can be very challenging amidst all of those accolades and all of that leadership. And you got to take time to take care of your mental health within that journey. And so today we are going to be talking with the one and the only founder of Journey On. Now, if you're not familiar with Journey On, uh, this is an amazing, amazing company that basically guides athletes towards the strength through mindfulness and self-awareness. And this is through the athletes. You feel me? And that's how this goes. Hey, athletes need mental health, too. You know, in leading people to championships and playoff appearances, you definitely need to still hone in on your mental health at some point throughout that work. And the person that's going to be talking about it is right here on the line. Jada, good morning. 
Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for that warm introduction. That's awesome. Thank absolutely, you so much. Absolutely. Reminded me a few facts about myself there. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you provided them, but I appreciate that so very, very much. And, you know, it, it, we talk about the journey. And, of course, what what was it about basketball that, you know, led you to really get into saying, I, that's what I want to do? Oh, man, it's just, um, I think it's ingrained in me. It's been, I've played since I was seven. Like you said, if you know Brady, you know, you know how long that building's been there. Um, it just, both my parents played. I've played from the age, like I said, of seven, and it's just been a part of my life. It's hard to see what I'm doing or a way to facilitate or a way to communicate, you know, without the sport. It's, it's, it's a part of me for sure. Absolutely. So with basketball becoming a way of life, and I grew up this way as well, you know, not so much from the playing aspect, but I'm watching my cousins play through, you know, AAU and high middle school, high school and college and, you know, watching their careers blossom. And now one of those cousins has become coach now in South Jersey um, with the Morristown Friends School. Uh, so and he's doing a phenomenal job there and so basketball is that way of life and you know I can definitely relate to that but you've done you've had so many accolades 2011 freshman of the year I mean you you also led the Lady Cats to their first playoff appearance honorable mention status by the Georgia Sports Writers Association I mean, you've gotten you you you've received so many accolades and so many <laughs> awards for the work that you put in. You were highly sought after in your basketball career, and then even it, first of all, on top of that, Lady Wildcats all-time leading scorer and rebounder, scoring 1,000 plus points, and was the first Lady Wildcat to sign a Division One scholarship to Jacksonville State University. All of this is happening. And then there was an injury before, but then you, while at Jacksonville State in your first season, you re-injured your left knee, and then there was another torn ACL to follow. So after all of this going on, and now you say, hey, look, this is what I want to do. I'm, I'm set on it. I'm putting it all, putting my all into this, and then the injuries hit. It's not a good feeling. Talk about that, the feeling of those injuries and, you know, how that relates to the mindset of an athlete moving forward through injury. Absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, as you mentioned, just kinds of, um, you know, a lot of times we have what we think something is supposed to be, and, you know, from age seven, I always thought I was supposed to be a basketball player. And so you get this experience, things go your way, um, you know, with the accolades, with the winning, with the recognition. Um, and then it's almost like God intersects and is like, wait a minute, you know, this taught you how to do what, but that doesn't mean this is what you're supposed to do. And so um, at the time, I can remember the first time in ninth grade that I got 
injured and I sat in my dad's lap and just cried like a baby, not really knowing at all the rehab that was ahead of me, not knowing really the toll that it was going to take. But, you know, the pro- I remember shedding a lot of tears during that process. Um, when I toured in college, it was almost like it was like in disbelief and I was like uh, delusional about it, you mm. know, for lack of better words. I, I, you know, remember telling my coach that it probably really wasn't torn because I'd torn it before and I couldn't walk prior to this for this second time I was tearing it. Um, I remember, you know, be, actually getting the results. You tore your ACL, having the surgery and being like, almost like it's like oh i've been here before the year will be over in no time Mm -hmm. not realizing the actual time and commitment that went into that year and so not only that year but the the commitment that i built up as an athlete my work ethic and what the expectation was and what was there and so this is like the second time i didn't realize how much i'd lost not only physically but my drive mentally um you know and it was just really 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 hard to figure out what that next step was and a lot of um, self-guidance and a lot of self-communication um, on that path. And, you know, I, I'm a big proponent of talking to someone else, getting a second opinion. And I think I went through a lot of that time thinking I knew a lot. Um, and, and the reality of it was that was the beginning of a process, um, you know, pulling me out off the court. Um, and not necessarily away from the game, but repositioning. And so the process of repositioning can be super, super uncomfortable when you're when you're in the thick of it. No, I definitely understand that. And you know, dealing with an injury is not easy. And in, in along that journey, it's not easy dealing with people because sometimes, you know, people you you may see the. Um, Sports news like your ESPNs and your uh, your Fox Sports and, you know, your your sports networks that are watching you heavily, watching your college career, the local news. And they're like, oh, man, well, we let's hope that she gets back on the court and she's healthy. And, da, 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 da. and you hear these stories about this, that and a third. You know, athletes go through that every day, especially in injury um, and trying to figure out after an ACL or a knee injury per se, you know, it's not the easiest thing to get through because sometimes the mindset and maybe the mental health behind it as well says, there's that grim possibility, a thought in the back of my mind that says, I might not be back in the same manner that I was before when I was just really lighten it up in in my basketball career you know going through that particular process what were some concepts mentally some mental health concepts that you implemented in your daily life in in the midst of recovering from those injuries so in the midst of uh, recovery life is kind of fast you know like you're I'm in college um, it's not really, there's no reality there of like what you do really have to deal with when you're by yourself. You know, I think it was after coming home and not really being in the environment of being an athlete anymore where I was still not fully recovered um, as far as like rehab and not healed emotionally, mentally from it. But coming back home and having that 
solitude and just that time of like, okay, I don't really want to be away from the game. I have mm -hmm. to figure out what I can do to like remain a part of this. How do I keep this a part of what I'm doing? Right. And, and the, the lessons I think that I went through as I was learning, as I was growing, as I was taking that time and just letting time happen, um, was like, you know, what are the basic things that I'd like to do again? Like when I was younger, you know, like in art class, was I good? Was I, right. um, was, did I like music? Like what, do I like sounds? Like what are the, what are, what is the language of me? Like how do I speak to myself? How do I nurture myself? Like all of these things are coming to mind. So, and, and it takes like maturity also to develop this and to develop the desire to know yourself on those levels. So, you know, it, it, wouldn't, it wasn't necessarily a process like, after being injured per se, it's just the process of becoming, you know, just the process of like going through things and graduating and, and, and really like the process of releasing and relinquishing control, you know, and understanding you're really not planning anything. Everybody's doing the best they can. Everybody is in an element, you know, taking themselves and whatever they're doing as serious as they can. And yeah, nobody's in control. You're not in control of how serious, how you're perceived, where it's going. You know, all you can do is the best you can with what you have. So that lesson was like the ultimate um, for me in my life. But it's just, it's just happened by, as I said, becoming no, no season of time. I'm still figuring out and learning, learning in that. Absolutely. Now, usually when a situation like that comes about, for most people, from from a mental health standpoint, it's it stems from having even even the strongest person needs a support system. Sometimes, what was your support system like in that time, and how did it help you? How what what things did they do to assist that process of recovery for you? So, um. You know, we talk, we talk about two injuries. We talk about two different times. When I was in high school, I was still really a kid. Mm -hmm. um, in college, you're still a kid to some degree, but, you know, you have a level of um, independence and just freedom to do what you want. And so right. college was um, was harder. And not that my parents, like, left me alone in any, um, stretch of the, by any stretch of the imagination, but, you know, they were not living with me. They were away. And so the support system was at the time a boyfriend, you know, but that created unhealthy parameters around mm -hmm. the relationship and around expectation um, at the time. And so it's really like you're relying heavily on one another person for your happiness. And, you know, what do you do when that person isn't there? Um, and so it was um, not realizing like a time where, I needed to reconnect to self and figure out what those next steps were going to be or like really kind of think through it. But you just, you know, everybody, like I said before, everybody thinks they're doing the best that they can or that they know what's good for them in those moments. And it isn't until after that you're like, oh, okay, I could have probably, you know, healed a little bit differently in that. Absolutely. And so now after all of this that you went through, then things turn around you handle the unfinished business the degrees come the internships come and yeah 
That's right, people. She got some. She got some radio experience for real, for real. Let me just tell you that now. Uh, and also with Georgia State's athletic department, serving as an in-game social media host, um, and also coaching. I mean, the list goes on. But still, even after that, and I think this is the biggest thing to really speak on because um, this is where the impact of the journey comes into play. So, of course, after you finish your unfinished business, right? Yes. You return to College Park where it all began. You return home, and this time you started a whole AAU team, the AE5 College Park Rim Rockers. That's what I'm talking about. Shout out to them, right? You coach and also direct young girls that are on the same path that you were in way back. And now you're giving, not only are you giving back to the community, but also you're making sure that even with their mental health, that they are in order and prepared for the journey ahead. So what made, what, what was it that had you come back home? What was it about the essence of the journey that said, you know what, let's go back home to where I started and let's put, you said you can't be away from the game. So I'm going to bring the game to me. So how important was that for you along your journey? So I think I learned a lot um, in that position because it ended up being an entire year kind of with the same group of kids, but I really developed relationships um, and trust from their parents to get them where they needed to go to develop them in the way they needed to be developed and to really like craft and carve something. And it was the ultimate, um, the ultimate test of resilience, the ultimate test of, you know, just being able to stand firm in something that you started. And, you know, my parents didn't raise quitters and they didn't raise, you know, somebody who lets people down, right? Like you can quit after you're done and you decide you don't like something, but in the middle, we can't quit. And so it's like the AAU season is long, you know, it's tedious. There's a lot of communication that goes into that. And so, you know, you make decisions of who you're going to work with, who you work best with, who you kind of don't really work that good with. And, and all of those decisions have to be in the best interest of the group, not only but yourself and the way you kind of make sure that the group and everybody is happy and, you know, it, it's like checking in with yourself. Like, what do you need here? What are you seeing that you don't like? What makes you uncomfortable? What doesn't? And so I was very, very um, hands-on and I wanted a lot of feedback and I wanted a lot of, um, I wanted it to be a little bit different. And so, you know, College Park was a resounding yes because after all of the um, trial and just um, trial and error, you know, working with, we wanted, we were originally, originally originally supposed to be the AE5 or the um, Atlanta Express, the boys team that's really prominent in Georgia. We were supposed mm-hmm. to be creating the girls branch. Nice. Um, from that, we ended up back at College Park. And so it just seemed like, you know, that was where God wanted me. That was where the cards were aligned. And it all just continued to make more and more sense. And I just got excited with the possibility, got excited with the personal connection and yeah, seeing kids in the same shoes as me, but like making it just a little bit better was, um, yeah, it, it was a good feeling. So you oh. always go, go with your gut. Go right. With 
Right, most definitely. Yeah, you got to go with your gut instincts, you know, and the gut instinct may exactly be right. And it may be the part of the journey that sticks and has the most impact. But I also want to touch on something real quick, because obviously we're in Mental Health Monday. And obviously through all of that, there's a lot of emotions that we all go through in a day's time. Some of them don't even have names to them. You they they're called indescribable emotions. We have a thousand of them that we react to or we exhibit in a day. Some of them yeah. undescribable. They don't even you don't even know what it is. Some have you can say happy, sad, this or ecstatic, excited, this or man, I don't even know what to feel on this one. You know that kind of emotion. You experience a lot of those that cause you to question your identity so how did you get into what what ways did you get through that from the emotional standpoint because a lot of us don't react you know in in certain ways and some of us maybe overreact in some ways so when you experience those emotions how were you able to channel them obviously we know basketball is your piece but when you were not on the court or not around the basketball in general, there are certain times where you might not have been. What was the piece at that point? How did you get through those emotions? Um, so that's like the self, self-discovery, you know, and it's like finding out like those things I spoke about earlier, of like, what do I like, you know, who are friendships like what kind of relationships am I cultivating in my life like what who are the people that I want to spend the most time with how do I make my life work for me if I can't ever pick up a ball again or have anything to do with it and so those things answering those questions filling those voids um helped me like discover who I was who Jada was what she liked and it's like you know, you can't ever, and now, and I think it's just lessons, right? Like the way that you take things, you can't ever really put all of your eggs into a basket, right? So it can't ever just be like, my mind is on basketball. That's what I am. That's what I'm going to do. That's where I want to go. You know, it's like, if they cut off your arms and legs, like you need to be able to speak well, you want to be able to mentor. And so it's like throwing all of these things that I also enjoy into basketball and starting to name name those traits you know like you're a great communicator you um you know speak you you are great with etiquette like let's let's translate this into some sort of a curriculum for young girls so that your knowledge and your gifts don't just stay with you so it's like turning your pain into a purpose right and like making making there some sort of sense for others so that you're then feeling like you're working in purpose you're not just doing something just to do it you're doing it to prevent or to see reaction or to see result nice nice and and you know what that's how you that's how you journey on and you know that's that's basically the the mantra that you you live by and that's the declaration of resilience towards that self-doubt in those in those stages and um i want you to just you know talk about uh the mission of your your um your business journeying onward your organization so talk about that a little bit yeah so um i think 
there's several different words, ignite, stimulate, um, you know, we want to add, we want to become, um, it's just, a, we want to be a part of the makeup and a part of the curriculum of whatever activates mental health into sport and whatever activates that self-awareness and that, that intuition and that, um, drive right like to know yourself it's like we want to journeying on what's purpose and its mission and its soul um, desire is to ignite mental health into athletics and we do that through communication we do that through trainings we do that through panels we do that through um, like I said camps and clinics and so it's like just teaching athletes how to hone back into self how to be aware of self, its emotional intelligence, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and just really learning, learning yourself, learning what, what things, because, you know, a, a, a good friend told me once, you know, you're the same person you were when you were in the sandbox. We just learn to refine ourselves. We learn, we, we learn decorum and we learn how to, how to shield and how to cover those things that are not per se um, mature or, or appropriate or or corporate or politically correct right? right and so i think for me it's just letting people figure out a way to live their journey based off of what works for them you know how how it works for them and and how you take those traits and make other people better for it to harm and not hurt right like right. we don't want people just to be doing the best thing for them and like you're killing others because that makes you you know happy it's like how how do we how do how do we maybe take that into some sort of an exercise or a game or like you know when you're feeling worked up because of x you go to do y and so every case every team every coach is kind of individualized in what that journey needs and so those are the kinks that we still work through as we continue to grow because as we want this to be embedded it has to be something that is ever changing and ever transformative but the the principle and the guideline behind it all is that like you must advocate for yourself you must be aware of yourself in the way that you're impacting what's around you mm. Mm. i like it i like it i like it i like it and uh before we close out uh this half hour this mental health uh monday summer series for I, I would like to say for the year 2022, uh, in, uh, this is a phenomenal way to close it out. What is one piece of advice that you have for people that are listening in that are not familiar with you right now, but they're getting familiar with you and they need that, they need that advice to keep journeying on forward what would be the best advice that you give to a young person or even adult dealing with the same thing right now yeah um and i it's like three words and i used to say it to my athletes at but i coached and it was i was assistant coach on varsity and it's like you know everybody's not here for the long haul you everybody's not here um you know, even, even because they, because it pertains to them, everybody has a different why. So like, find your why, you know, find why you're doing what you're doing, find what that connects to, what draws you to it, why you need it, you know, and why, why do you have to be here? 
right? And I think that those things, when we start to answer our questions to evaluate our purpose and what we're doing and how, how it works for us, right? Because humans are selfish naturally. When you find out what you're doing and why you're doing it, a lot a lot of times you'll be way more, you, you're more apt to figure out how to get through and what's the next level, right? You want to know what, what else does it look like? So it's like, instead of fussing about the level that you're on right now or complaining or making things complicated, you're more prone to work as a team. You're more prone to communicate. You're more prone to, because I know I have to do this for myself to get there, right? So, mm -hmm. so if everybody's working for one collective good and you can have multiple different reasons, um, you know, you're still, you're still going. So it's, it's find your why and find, find the common goal, find your why when you're with a group and then personalize it so that you can kill them in whatever area that may be. Mm, talk to the people. Love it. <laughs> love it. Love it. Uh, Jada. Wow. Thank you so much for your, your uh, wisdom on this wow, mental you. health monday summer series what a way to close it out for 2022 the summer of 2022 and uh tell everybody where they can find you follow you and connect and also find out about journeying on yes i am on twitter at jada Cardians. i am on instagram at journey on dot jada and linkedin jada coggins so i'm journeying onward links to all of that will be streaming from all of those platforms um as within the next couple of months we have our official launch we've been an entity and doing stuff um within the community for the past uh year and a half now but we have you know the 501c3 to go with it the llc compliment and so we're really excited to activate ourselves and, and begin to establish some good work here in the city so i look forward to the follows i look forward to the growth i look forward to keeping in contact with you and i'm so grateful to be given this opportunity to be on your show yeah absolutely and and absolutely phenomenal this morning thank you so much jada for being on with us this morning and giving us the gems to close out our summer series season on Mental Health Monday. We really appreciate it beyond measure. So uh, make sure you uh, you go follow and connect and get some more information. Make sure you journey on the right way. All right. So with that said, uh, coming up in a, few, in a few moments, it is the mindset side remember mindset monday summer series is presented by paradigm shift marathon of the mindset the book by coach jarvis jordan and it is a bestseller so go get it on amazon not now but right now either scan the qr code on the flyer or find it on amazon yourself that means do your research as coach jarvis would say so coming up the mindset portion in minutes we'll be right back it's the morning machine Jack.